pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Good evening and welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. I am Simon Byron. Hello, I'm Anne Scantlebury. Hello. Hi. Hi. All three of us. Good. How are you guys? Good. Good. These uh, headphones are warm. Aren't they? Mine is is not working in the left ear. So I can hear you, Anne. So I can't over here. If we whisper on one side of the mic, we can tell things. We'll go over here. Have you had a good week? It's been all right. Okay. <laughs> Seven um, out of ten. I've been uh, I've been teaching game design this week. It's hard oh, yeah. work. I've just spent six hours lecturing, uh, but it's been fun. What about you? Nothing is as exciting as that. I, well, I was picturing a classroom full of uh, games industry luminaries. And of course, John Blow there at the front, <laughs> taking notes. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Molyneux at the back, messing around. He is bad boy, Peter. Mm. Bad boy. What about you, Anne? Uh, good. I went for a very nice walk. Yesterday, mm. saw out and about the patron saint of <laughs> Resonance FM. I heard, you, uh, I heard you walked in front of him. Yeah. And he was on a bike. He was on a little bike, but I didn't know this because ah. I was in front of him. Ah, of course. Um, Did he ring a little bell? No, because he's polite. Of course. Just yeah. takes his time. Yeah. Um, and uh, But on the way to the walk, mm-hmm. just on the tube... Playing my Switch. Were you? Like one of those people no. you've seen in the adverts. Whoa, what, you had Just Dance out, did you? Yeah, on the, on the ju- just got loads I've, of people. I've never been brave enough to play it on the tube. What, your Switch? Yeah. Really? It's true. I've I, never, did it, I did it just on the way here, Simon. Did you? Breaking boundaries. Wow, you're braver than me. Yeah. Mine's neon, though. No one wants your grey one. The <laughs> um, I just upstairs figured out that new slogan, putting the grey in great... There isn't a grey and grey. I mean, okay. it's it's grey. Like that doesn't work. I don't know. You can work on it. There's no bad ideas in video games. No bad ideas. Some it's fine. Not. It's fine. Well done. Uh, we have got a packed show for you today, haven't we? We've we got, have. Have we? Oh my goodness! The reviews and the letters and the. We've got one. How feature. do you do? We got what do we? And three yeah. and three music tracks. Is that uh, right? Is that yeah, genuinely right. all we've got? Yeah. Well, it's th- uh, well, iTunes when I was burning the CDs told me that's thirty-eight minutes of content. So if my calculations are correct, <laughs> we only have to talk for twenty-two minutes and then we're home. And so far, we've done about three. Does it rate that content? <laughs> Actually, you do have to start okay. thing, doesn't right. it? Not so far. We've got a Skype guest joining us later. Tony Gowland coming goodness. on the show. Spoilers. Is he? Uh... What does he not know? <laughs> <laughs> is he down for an allotted number of minutes just so I can well, adjust how many my calculations yeah, exactly, yeah. about 21 and okay, a half yeah, no yeah. problems Tony Gowan's going to be on talking uh, for 21 minutes about the new release of Binaries on the Switch and what he's up to next fantastic Ooh. that's mm. exciting Ooh. good alright you ready Anne yep let's go
7.04 on Monday the 2nd of October. I'm Anne Scantlebury and this is the news. The SAG-AFTRA strike is over. Video game voice actors are now able to work with the 11 game companies involved, including Activision, Electronic Arts, Insomniac Games, Take-Two and Warner Brothers. The strike lasted nearly a year. The negotiations mean actors will be told more information about the games before they sign up for them, like genre, any strong language or content, and if stunts are needed. There will be a commitment to tackle vocal stress in long recording sessions, and while actors will get bonus payments on the number of sessions worked, the negotiation didn't get bonuses paid on game sales as hoped. Mm. Did they not know what they were working on before then? Yeah, they... Um, Sarah talked about that on uh, yeah. on the GDC show, didn't yes. she? Yes. That's interesting. So they got most of the points, but I guess the, the biggest sticking point was the uh, royalties. Yeah. Which they didn't get. They didn't get. They got some additional bonus payments. Okay, which is good. Which is good. Everyone likes a, a little bit more dollar. I was confused about one of those things on the list, though. Yeah. Stunts. Yeah, well, I assume for mocap ah, stuff. Okay, so this is not just for voice acting. This is for... Yeah, because obviously if you're employed, you can sometimes be employed as a voice actor, but you may... I think this is part of the problem. Sometimes the uh, what you are being employed for can fall into other areas. And okay. unless you're told about it, then you can't make a call as to whether you should have that part. I'd never really thought about the stunt aspect. You mm. would think they'd, they'd do that with video game characters with sort of in post-production. I mean, do they attach motion capture suits to people flying through the air? I don't know. Why not? Like, what, like you know, you're going to be... You're supposed to be a video games teacher, Steve. I know, I'm confused now. I'm, I'm <laughs> going to have to go back to school. No, I guess it's for, like, combat and things like yeah. that, isn't it? It's not for, you know, car explosions, just, Fast and the Fur- Furious style. I didn't look into... I'm assuming they don't mean vocal stunts, because that's not <laughs> This, this that's is not a high-risk... <laughs> yeah. Could be. High-risk sentence. Yeah. Mm. Sound like you're falling off a building. Ah. <laughs> I'm not insured for that. Right? No. Yeah. But okay. um, whenever you see the actors behind the voices, um, they often look very similar, don't they? So it's all part and parcel. Do you remember mm. when they revealed the GTA Five men? Mm. And they all looked like very, them. very similar to particularly Trevor. So I guess they pay more to acquire their, their visual licenses, maybe visual likenesses. Yeah, they do that um, sometimes when they're doing voice capture. They'll do the little dots on the face and have the camera mm. there as well, just so they can get the mouth movements to ma- to match it up. And, okay. Um, yeah. Don't want to be doing any high risk mouth movements. No. Not sure what they would be. You probably do. Saints Row developer Volition has laid off over 30 members of staff. According to a report by Kotaku, the job losses were a result of the poor performance of Agents of Mayhem. Publisher Deep Silver bought Volition along with the Saints Row IP back in 2013 after THQ went bankrupt. Agents of Mayhem is set in the Saints Row universe, but there hasn't been a full Saints Row game since 2013. Good luck to everybody affected. Have you played Agents of Mayhem? I've not, Steve, no. I have not either, Anne. No. Okay. Have you played any Saints Row games? You know, I was just thinking that whilst the uh, whilst Anne was uh, in that story. Uh, I've I've not. No. I think I've I played a bit of the intro to one of them. I think I've played again a bit of one of them. Mm. Mm. It's kind of like a sort of self-referential comedy GTA, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Okay. A lot of running around a building. Where are Volition based? Don't know. <laughs> Don't know. No, Steve. Where, where, where are they based? No, it was a joke. <laughs> Up his sleeves. Uh, I don't know. Um, well, this was almost cursed before it came out, though, wasn't it? Agents of Mayhem. I know that a lot of people were surprised that it was um, release was so imminent, given that there was not a lot of hype surrounding it. And mm. um, yeah, I don't think this. I don't think many people had particular faith in it, do they? Particularly deep, deep, deep silver. No, it doesn't sound like it'll come as a surprise. Sometimes it does seem almost premeditated with yeah. game's failure that it's just not in it's not it's not the right time of year or something like that. It's like when Hollywood sneak out uh, big releases in January uh, that they think are going to fail. Oh well, uh, good luck to good luck, absolutely. Yeah. We'd, we'd recommend some studios to apply it, but apparently we don't know where you are. Illinois. Illinois. America. Okay, so or- apply to the studios in Illinois. <laughs> 
Unity issues are to blame for the delayed release of Ukulele on Switch. The game was due to be released on Wii U, which supported Unity, but as the Wii U's popularity declined, that release was cancelled and it was switched to the Switch. Developer Playtonic explained in a blog that it needed the 5.6 update from Unity to fix some issues on Switch, but went on to say, although 5.6 has now been released, it has unfortunately introduced other issues which we are working with Unity to resolve before we can submit to Nintendo and lock in our release timeline. Hmm. Didn't, didn't like this story at hmm. all. Did not like it at all. No, what I saw a lot of people getting angry about this. Yeah. Twitsy. I t- just felt really bad form to call out uh, yeah. the, the engine mm. that you've chosen to use. Tiny Build did it with Hello Neighbor after they'd, take, after they'd stolen money from my son. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly. No, uh, to explain that in some context, mm. uh, he pre-ordered Hello Neighbor on Xbox using money that my parents gave to him for his birthday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was due out at the end of August, and uh, his birthday was on the 14th of August, so it was after then that he pre-ordered it. And uh, they slipped it two weeks before it was due to come out. Uh, Sorry, within two weeks of it coming out. They said, oh, um, actually, uh, we've just upgraded Unreal, and that's broken everything. Um, And so, yeah, you know, that's literally bad workmen. I saw someone on Twitter saying, that is your job, you know, to account for these things. Uh, Your job is to push out a game and yeah things get in the way of that but passing on that blame to uh, to your middleware provider it does seem well and the flip side is is that if you got the game out already you wouldn't have been working to a la- latter version of unity would you because it'd be out, so it'd be yeah. out already you wouldn't well, you, I don't know like I, I, I've worked with studios before who do not upgrade unity who stay on the same version right from the start uh, I, I think it's a bit weird to upgrade mid-cycle if that's yeah well there are often requirements behind the scenes right, for specific versions yeah. that you are supposed to use so yeah I mean clearly there, there is an element of uh, of fixing and tinkering and stuff like that but just to exclusively blame it on I, mm. yeah, I didn't like it I didn't I didn't think it was yeah, I didn't think it was no no Atari has announced details of its new console, the Atari Box. The slimline box will launch late next spring and cost between $249 and $299. Inside it will run Linux with a custom interface and have an AMD processor and Radeon graphics card. Outside the casing is made partly of wood. There will be an Indiegogo campaign for the hardware launching soon. Atari has explained, we want you to have early access, grab special editions and pricing and to have you as, as active partners in the rollout of Atari Box. Thanks. What's it for? Cheers. I mean, yeah, very kind of you. But <laughs> I've got a job, actually. <laughs> yeah, uh, what's it for? Yeah, what is it for? I do, it's not really clear. No. No, but they, that's a key part of getting me to buy one. Yeah. I mean, you saw what happened with the uh, with the SNES Mini. Mm. You just have to tell us what it's for, and suddenly we're on One Life Left, desperately pre-ordering. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, presumably when they launched the Kickstarter... There'll be more information it's not then. A for a start, is it oh, Indiegogo, Indiegogo which means uh, that they get the money, whatever happens. <laughs> so, oh, there's, so there's no, so there's no, no target. Mm. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not inferring anything. I'm just telling you how the two platforms work. It is interesting they've chosen that one, isn't though. it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> is that because you get the money anyway? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> inferring that. <laughs> like, it does look very nice though. It looks quite seventies. It's got that like. Um, so like, how much is it? Two hundred and forty nine to two hundred ninety nine dollars. Would you pay pounds? To, you know, <laughs> would you pay two hundred and fifty quid for a piece of wood? Because it looks quite nice, I mean, a bit seventies. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Not sure what it's for. I guess it's going to do some emulation stuff. They're hoping to have some Atari IP on it, maybe. Yeah, that sort of thing. There's a few of these about at the moment. Excited Commodore sixty four Mini coming out next early next Saw year. I mean, it? thing on the spring, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Come on, are you actually in? I am in, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am in, in, in. Why? Oh, because it's so cute, isn't it? Okay. Why that one and not this one? Not the Atari well, we one. We don't know what this one does. Is or how much it costs. We know that it's got a bit of wood on it. I told you, two hundred forty-nine dollars to two hundred ninety-nine dollars. Yeah, it's, it's not how much it costs. <laughs> it's a series of possibilities, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, I, I was quite, uh, yeah, for me, uh, the 64 was where things, was where it properly started for me. So I appreciate that you, that, you know, um, uh, rose-tinted specs uh, don't, uh, yeah, it's often, um, sorry, what, what am I trying to say? I, I do appreciate that when I look at these games again, they are going to be not as good as I remember them. Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think is true with what's happening with the SNES Mini, but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd buy a 64 Mini. 
Uh, Commodore Amiga Mini, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, GameCube was quite small in the first place, wasn't it? So <laughs> Mini, Mini Earth. If it was smaller, then we, yeah, we wouldn't know where it was, would we? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess there are going to be problems. But uh, Have you seen the CD? S-E-E-D-I, the improbably named CD. So what this are you is a, talking about? Right, well, I'm going to explain. This we is another one it. of those systems, uh, but this is designed to play all your old CD games. I've got any. Right. PC, old retro PC games. I think it does Saturn. I think it does PlayStation okay. as well. It's does officially, it have it's officially licensed, is it? Well, no, to the point that I believe you've got to get the ROMs for for the systems to actually let them play the Saturn and PlayStation right. things. You've um, got to download the system ROM, not the ROMs for the games. Okay, yeah, putting yeah, yeah, yeah. The, But once you've got that, legally acquired it, <laughs> then it'll play your original uh, PlayStation games and stuff like away. that. Um, original PlayStation? Yeah, the original. But does it also, so it also plays like PC? PC games. So PC it's another, basically, it's a Raspberry Pi with a CD drive attached. Hmm. Uh, I assume the Atari is a, a Raspberry Pi with a bit of wood attached. Right. And uh, I, I did see, uh, talking about a mini Amiga, uh, is it obviously one of these already exists as well, uh, mm-hmm. with a Raspberry Pi in it. Yeah. Well, uh, there are two versions. Um, the higher price one uh, plays your old Amiga floppies as well. Right. Because we've yeah. all got those lying it's around. Got, <laughs> and they still work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you're in for the C64. Gonna I'm in for the SNES yep. Mini. Yep. Um, Anne, is there anything you want emulated? No, no, um, no. But when you said that, I thought maybe it would be nice to go back to Encarta '96. <laughs> and finally, last Friday saw people across the games industry come together to raise money for UK charity Special Effect. One special day saw developers and publishers give profits from selected games for a day, a live Twitch stream raising money, a humble bundle event, and more. Special Effect helps severely disabled gamers enjoy the fun and inclusion of playing video games and works with developers worldwide to make their technology easier to use for as many people as possible. No news on how much was raised yet, but with so many involved, it's bound to be a pretty good amount. How much did we raise? I don't know, did you ask? No, no. Um, our friends at Sega Hardlight, uh, with whom we were doing the event on Friday, which we'll talk about in a second, uh, said they haven't got around to counting the money, but there's loads. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite uh, enumeration of money. Yeah. Loads. How much is the Atari going to cost? Loads. A range of loads. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we went down to up, up to up. Leamington yeah. on Friday. Uh, in an event organised by Sega Hardlights, we did Marioki for charity. Don't know how much we raised, but there was a bucket passed around. Yeah, there was. Yeah, uh, it was very. It was a very, very good crowd. Five quid on the door. It was a brilliant crowd. It was a brilliant event. So thank you so much to uh, to our friends there for organising it and for you know dealing with our you know mammoth rider. Yeah. We didn't have a rider. No. It was for charity. We weren't allowed. All we one. wanted was some plugs. We bought our own vodka and tonics, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it was good. We went on, got back at 1.30 in the morning, but with, with uh, you know, the, the sort of glowing heart knowing yeah. that we'd done something for charity. Yeah. Next time it's all for us, isn't it? <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Simon, uh, you were part of the, you specifically, I was. were part of the Humble Bundle. Were you? Uh, we were part of the, the One Special Day Humble store promotion. Not the bundle. Okay, not different the bundle. Thing, different things, and okay. Different things. Good to know. Uh, we were, yeah. Uh, with Human Fall Flats, we donated our cut. And uh, Thomas Sakalauskas, who's been a guest on the show, who created Human Fall Flat, he donated his cut. Oh, that's nice. Uh, for Steam sales and Humble sales. We had, a, we had a whip round in the office and a racing Apex tournament. Ooh. Mm. Who won? Oh, I had to leave before, before I finished, <laughs> actually. But, um, but yeah, it was good. And we also, because um, we have some soft drinks in the studio, you know, it's just what we're like. Uh, for one day only, we, we made everybody pay for them. Ooh. Good. Yeah. So uh, we raised money in the office and digitally. So well done, everybody. Congratulations. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scamford-Berry.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Tactical Bacon by Douse. Uh, I forgot to mention to you... What? We have a new Mariochi song for special effect. Okay. In the, in the roster. What rhymes with effect? Well, it is to one of your... Um, Neglect. It's to one of your your songs. Okay. It's an erasure song. Oh. One that we've been wanting for a while. Collect. And normally, uh, we get rid of our sponsored songs, don't we? We, we do normally. We, yeah, get rid of them. Get rid of them. We've done that. Got that money. Like, Let's go. We're done. Yeah. We're done. Uh, but this one, I think, should stay in the roster, shouldn't it? So we're constantly well, promoting which one is special it? effects. Select. Which song? Yeah. Uh, little Respect. Correct. Little Respect. Course. Special effects. My mind went erasure blank. Then no, it did. <laughs> you could do a pun about that. So and every time you were quick, should we? Uh, should we be collect- suspect? Every time we do that song, we should collect money, shouldn't we? We yes, should do. We, we should, should do. If or you want to should... sing that, you got to pay us. Yeah. I mean, the charity. Maybe Give just... money to the charity. <laughs> Donate. Well, we'll take our car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Anyway, uh, One Life Left Residence 104.4 FM, the best radio station in the world. This is some music from shipmusic.org. And on the line right now, right now, we have Tony Gowan, don't we? Tony, hello. Hello, Tony. Hello, how's it going? There we go, there we go. How are you? Hello. Hi, you're on. I'm good, thanks. I'm very good. Okay, good. We have a little bit of delay, don't we, again, on the uh, the old... Why is this happening? It was perfect last week into Toronto, and now it can't get up to... You're in Edinburgh, Tony, aren't you? I am in Edinburgh, yeah. I mean, it is very far away. You do you have high-speed internet up there? I'm on the highest speed that internet (laughs) that I can get. It's pretty fast. I feel like we should do that to Ronnie sketch where we ask a question and then Tony answers the, the preceding one. Like, just, to, just sort of keep the flow going. It's a little bit Eurovision, isn't it? It is a little bit. Tony, uh, so welcome back on the show. Uh, this is this is your what time? It is my third time, so I'm fully expecting to be Bithel famous by <laughs> about eight o'clock tonight. Oh, that is the contract, isn't it? It is, mm. yeah. Uh, you first came on to talk to us about binaries, did you? Uh, yes, yeah, I think the first time that I was on, I came to speak about binaries uh, on PC, and then the second time I was on, I came to speak about binaries on PlayStation 4 and Xbox. Right, so what and, are you here to talk uh, the to third us time about? That I yeah. <laughs> well, well, I've got a game that's just come out on the Switch. Oh, imagine. And, uh, it's called Binaries. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Tell us about uh, binaries then, for those that, that haven't been listening. Uh, so binaries is a controller smashingly tough 2d puzzle platform game you control two characters at the same time using one set of controls so uh, when you press left they both go left when you jump they both jump um, and you've kind of got it like in a level you've got everyone just on the same screen and there are some hazards that will uh, hurt one of them and some hazards that will hurt the other and you've basically really got to pay attention to okay if i if i jump this one now will it kill the other one or are they going to be safe and it's really kind of messes with your head quite a lot it's um it's one of those kind of pat your head and will be a tummy kind of games now, isn't uh, creating a game that you are pitching as controller smashingly difficult a little bit higher risk on a system where the controller is the system? Yeah, so it's it's a little known fact that, um, you know, the uh, wrist strap, like the Joy-Con wrist straps that come in the Switch, um, mm-hmm. it's a little known fact that Nintendo didn't have them until um, <laughs> I told them that I wanted to bring binaries onto the Switch, um, and then they decided to, that it was probably worth uh, investing in them. That is definitely a fact. What version of Unity were you using, Tony? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I can't remember. Not the one that people are complaining about now, or the <laughs> one that people were complaining about before. Right? That was one of Anne's news um, stories. I, did, I got was... quite lucky. With it. Yeah, I got quite lucky with it. I didn't have any. I don't seem to have run into any of the troubles um, that all of the other games seem to have run into. Maybe, maybe they should give so, you a call. That was good. <laughs> well, maybe they should. I'm um, currently. Uh, asking other people whether they want me to port their Switch games. So, yeah, if you're a Unity developer and want your game on Switch, get in touch. Has, has the game uh, changed since the original PC release? It's, uh, so since the original PC version, it has... Yeah, so we did uh, like a few um, kind of quality of life improvements on the uh, off of 
um, based off of feedback from PC players, um, just to kind of make speed running and that kind of thing a lot nicer in it, um, and a few little bits and pieces like that. Um, so those have all been rolled into the console versions, and I think I can't remember if there's anything specifically different on the Switch version. I think it has Rumble in it, HD Rumble. Okay. I had to turn that <laughs> when off. When yeah. I had to turn that off in but Golf it- Story. Really? Uh, well, well um, you can probably turn it off in, in Bangladesh, <laughs> probably. Um, uh, to be honest, it's more like the Switch is just like a really nice system for the kind of game that it is yeah. because it's like these, it's like you die in it really quickly and it's these fast little loops of you basically like trying level dying, retrying kind of over like five, ten seconds and it fits really well on like handheld mode, um, like just works really, really nicely for that kind of format. So this obviously is your first Switch game. How 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 was the experience of uh, of creating it and getting it up? And uh, have you got any indication on on how well it's doing? Um, it has, so within within the sort of bounds of of what uh, Mario will let me talk about. Um, it was really good. Like the point work was like it was pretty straightforward. Like I said, I didn't run into a. Uh, problems that other people have had um nintendo have been super supportive of like so i'm basically like the smallest of small indies um and nintendo have been like really supportive still and like really helps out we've had like a lot of contact with them um and yeah so we launched it last week which accidentally turned out to be kind of the busiest week in switch history like i think something like 18 titles came out last week um but it's still it's done pretty well, it's it has. I think I'm allowed to say that it has like its opening weekend has outsold the opening weekends of any other format that it's been on. Wow! So, that's great. yeah. Were you a bit worried because um, a lot of people were waiting for Golf Story and they kept their um, release date close to their chest? Um, but I guess uh, that now it's it is very difficult to pick a clear window because um, if you if, if you hadn't come out last week, you'd come up this week against Stardew Valley. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things. And the week before that was um, Steamworld Dig too, and like it's it's kind of I, at the moment I feel like a lot of people are kind of trying to get their stuff out ahead of Mario Odyssey to mm. avoid just being absolutely trampled by a gigantic Mario. Um, so yeah, it's it's a bit of a rush, but it's still like I say, it's still things seem to be selling pretty nicely, so I can't complain. Good. Um, um, I've got a little uh, games industry joke, uh, which um, I haven't told anybody actually. But um, <laughs> like, how long does how long does it take to develop a Switch game? Upper sleeves. <laughs> I d- well, <laughs> I don't know, Simon. Well, no, no. Actually, I, 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 I haven't. I haven't properly distilled this down into a two-line joke. But uh-huh. uh, given that the first indications of the format success were, I think, a month after it came out, uh, how long does it take to to uh, develop and publish a switch game was well, it's uh since april till now isn't it because they're all coming out now mm. i need to work on this a little bit but no, you can I understand what i'm getting structurally at. structurally there are problems there but are the, problems. Content the content is is a plus i'll be on stage doing this at gdc <laughs> don't you worry about that <laughs> uh so what's next for you tony uh, so next i am so i'm currently working on a game called dead end job which is Basically, it's a 2D shooter, like a twin-stick shooter. If you imagine Ghostbusters, but with the art style of Ren and Stimpy, it's basically that. Mm. Um, It's a lot of fun. We've been working on it for just under a year, taking it to a few shows, kind of getting people's uh, take on it. Um, And, yeah, like with the the success of Binaries on Switch and how well that's done, it's like we're really kind of wanting to forge ahead and get that out on Switch as well because it's... It's, it is really lovely on the format. It's it's a it's a much more ambitious game than binaries, isn't it? Yeah, so it's um it it kind of takes a few cues from Binding of Isaac as well. Um and it's it's that kind of thing of we wanted to do something where it's like a twin stick shooter, but um that's maybe not quite as harsh as like a lot of the um sort of rogue like twin stick shooter things are quite um quite difficult to get into and quite punishing um and we've really um like kind of wanted to make something that's a bit friendlier like especially with our art style we realized like a lot of people are kind of drawn to the art um and when you tell people it's a bit ghostbusters i mean people really want a good ghostbusters game because 
for whatever reason, most Ghostbusters games are rubbish. Um, so, like, people really want that. Um, so we've been really, like, trying to work on kind of building this out as something that's a lot friendlier, but it's got, like, kind of that depth to it so that people can keep playing it for a long time. You gave me a, uh, a sneak preview for your game after um, Dead End Job as well, didn't you, when, when I saw your EGX? <laughs> uh, y- are you talking about uh, so uh, yeah so this is the uh, I guess the exclusive uh, one exclusive. Life exclusive of uh, Nick, Nick, Nick Feldo's Battle Golf um, <laughs> so a hundred a hundred players get dropped onto an island um, everyone has a ball and you're aiming to get your ball into the hole first um, <laughs> but everyone has their own ball and it's got your name written on it so you've got to kind of go around the island yeah that sounds amazing. And everyone gets gets one type of cue, uh, cue stick, pole, whatever <laughs> the golf term is. Uh, yeah. So you, you, but you can like kind of hit other players with that. But also, like, so if you get a putter, then obviously you're not going to be good at the sort of initial driving bit of the game. Of course, you're not. Um, so yeah, yeah, we're we're kind of I've opened up negotiations with Nick Faldo to get the license for that, um, and by that I mean. I've put sent LinkedIn requests to everyone that I could find <laughs> that was called Nick Falco. <laughs> well, I really hope you managed to get it. We, we figured we don't. Yeah, I mean, we figure we don't need the actual golfing Nick Falco. Like, <laughs> true. As long as it's got Falco's name on the box, then that's that'll work. This is a good idea for mischief, isn't it? We could we could definitely find some celebrity listeners to One Life Left just by. Asking, I don't know, all the Bill Gates on LinkedIn. Right. You know, we are, we are Cliff, Clifford Blazinski's favourite radio show. <laughs> I'm sure there's more than one of them, Cliffy B's, yeah. like out there. Oh, John Carmack, brilliant, good, okay. Excellent. All right, well, thank you very much for that, Tony. Um, good luck with the, with the launch. Um, yeah, it's up against some heavy hitters this week. I think if you were, uh, because uh, I was really excited to see that Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time was, was due on Switch, and then... That all of a sudden Stardew Valley just goes, actually, I'm going to come out this Thursday. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. But it does sound like um, there's enough to go around. And I'm really, really pleased to hear that, uh, particularly as we've got a game that's coming out soon. <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck with it, Tony. Uh, I hope to see you soon. Yes. All right. Catch you later. See you. Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hello. I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left, local news. The staffing issue at a local airline has resulted in numerous cancellations and is affecting the holiday plans for lots of residents. Senior management at Andrew Ryanair noticed that a significant proportion of their pilots had lots of annual leave outstanding, and if the pilots took their contracted leave, then not all the flights that they had arranged could be fulfilled. One local person who has been impacted by the cancellations is local adventurer Nathan Drake. He was booked to be on a flight over a desert where, halfway through the journey, he would be spotted by a rival who would then try to kick Nathan out of the open rear doors. Instead, Nathan will be going by train, which is going across a massive ravine. Luckily, nothing bad could happen on that. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> hello. No, thank you. <laughs> so, uh, so pleased with the results this week. Thank you so much for your letters. Um, there's one for each of us. Perfect. Did you know I used 280 characters on that on the tweet? Did you see that today? A full 280. Exactly 280. Well, Have you got done. 280. I haven't got 280. Do you not? No. Nope. Well, do I do when I'm posting as one life left. Yeah. Well, well obviously. Mm. Um, I don't, Steve. No, I hacked it. There's a way of getting 280 characters without actually being given it by Jack. Is there? Yeah, there is, yeah. I don't want it. I don't, I really don't want it. I don't want it either, but I decided to use it. I've got 140. I think it's a shame. It's so nice to try and edit down to 140. It's good. Robert Wells writes, Hello team, hello SSG. This weekend, my girlfriend and I got sucked into Overcooked. Her cat mincing burgers and chopping lettuce. My raccoon setting the kitchen on fire. 
I noticed that she wanted to play every level over until we were good at it, while I wanted to charge ahead until we got stuck. Happy to romp through the mistakes. Which of us is right, Pip Pip Roberts? Mm. You are right, Roberts. I M O. I am V H O. I think she's right. Do you? I like to. I like to sort of perfect things and then move on. Okay, and then the decision lays with you. So I've done it both ways, and you have to go back to perfect some of the older ones in order to progress at some point. So you may as well just do it whilst you're. Robert Wells, I'm afraid your girlfriend is right. Um, Overcooked, overruled. Um, I just about that letter. I had to read it several times because um, I was like, how how long did they play for when they were doing cat mince burgers? Yeah. Cat because he said cat well, mince. Yeah. yeah, no, the cat was mincing was mincing burgers. burgers. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, interesting story that. And thanks, Isn't for, it? thanks for sharing. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Okay. Uh, Lawrence Weir writes, Given the horrific events in Las Vegas last night and the frivolity that games usually associate with using a gun, can you think of games that allow the player to forgive and make up with antagonists rather than mow them down? So, violent games in which there are non-violent solutions... It's interesting. I, I guess even the ones that I can think of don't involve actually communicating with the antagonist, like Deus Ex and things like mm. that, which often non-violent routes through, or yeah. Metal Gear, that sort of game. That uh, are games that I was considering when I was working on Double Tap, whether those would be okay for me to play because there are non-violent solutions through the game. But the uh, the solution to those non to those violent problems always seems to still pivot around the lack of guns that's the sort of centre of the gameplay so I I avoided those games as well um we tend yeah it's um excuse me it's uh yeah, I can't think of any examples that that do. There are always binary choices, but they, that's that's as simple as saying, yeah, that it's not it's not necessarily a. Hmm. I suppose there are games where you can. Are there games where you know you encounter someone to to fight and end up recruiting them? Well, you mentioned Solid Snake, of course, in uh, Metal Gear Solid yeah. Portable Ops. You, right. um, you attach a balloon to the enemy soldiers, don't you? And you send them up to your base <laughs> out ahead. Is it out of heaven? Out of he- yeah, I think it is. Interesting. Hmm. Good question. Need more of that. That's Anne. for sure. Mm. Uh, hi, Simon, Anne, C, and SSG. So I'm up here in Manchester, and things are not as fantastic as they usually are. You see, over the weekend, a few hundred people rocked up in solid gold Rolls Royces. Now the town centre is a mess, and we're all waiting for the day we're allowed to start using our roads and public transport again. Something that caught my eye, however, was the natty blue lanyards people are wearing, bearing what can only be described as a very curious choice of sponsor. So I ask you, what? game features the most jarring inclusion either from a sponsor or cross-promotion? Cheers from Matt. Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question, isn't it? Because there have been prominent examples uh, going right back to the days we were discussing earlier. You know, Penguin and Chupa Chups. Chups. Yes, in Zool. Yeah. You know, right through to games that we were talking about last week with... um, uh, NBA 2K, where you can, if you want a, if you want a performance boost, Steve, for mm-hmm. your next game or yep. games, you buy some Gatorade. <laughs> you, go, you go to the Gatorade shop and you buy some Gatorade. How's your grinding getting on? They've patched it out, so that's why I had to do it last <laughs> week. Guys, really keen to, uh, but I'm at, I'm at level 69. I suppose it doesn't count, nice. but like the most incongruous video game product placement I can think of is McDonald's Global Gladiators. The uh, platformer game on the Mega Drive. Where Make a you, Mac. Yeah, where you, uh, where you fix the environment by eating loads of Big Macs or something. It was a bit weird. The, the, I guess these days, they try to be integrated a little bit more. Mm. So that Burger King sneaking game, wasn't it? <laughs> Sneak King. That was quite recent. Ten years ago or something. Yes, and I don't think... They will be the last. They won't, will they? Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, thank you very much for your letters. Please do keep them coming to... Team at One Life Or we will keep spamming you with 280 characters. <laughs>
this is the brilliant amateur LSDJ. It's called Fleur. Again, it's from chipmusic.org. Um, and you had some other business. Yeah, we were supposed to chat to Tony about uh, some important business mm. uh, relating to singing in Scotland. Singing in Scotland, like the Proclaimers do. Oh. Yeah. Um, so, Marioki is going to be in Dundee Dun- on... Dun- did it. Not yet. <laughs> but will have. But done gonna have done it. Yep. Dit. Done will do it. Good. Uh, we'll on- do it. I've got it. <laughs> I've forgotten what day it is. <laughs> That's sort of important, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, could you? Oh, uh, so it's going to be in Dundee for the I D G A. Almost. I G D A. Very good. A G M. First time. Yeah, good. Um, it's just letters. Right. Uh, and the date is coming. It is coming. You'll have to fill a little bit longer. Okay. I'm almost But there. we're very excited to be going up there for this. Steve's it has a headline sponsor as well, doesn't it? Oh, yes, it does. Hopefully it'll help you get your games on your consoles. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, the sponsor is Unreal Engine. Hmm. Interesting. It's almost there. I've got it. November yep. the 17th. November the go. 17th. November the 17th. We will be in Scotland. That's super exciting. I wonder exciting. if people will be doing Movember then. Get them to shave it off if they want to sing. <laughs> Good. Uh, so we are One Life Left. We're a radio show about video games. What have we done? We've done the letters, done the news. We've had some music. We haven't had to do apologies this week, which is great news. We've got reviews to do. Is Come it on, time? Em. Should we do it? Come on. Get on with it. Well, give me a second. So Anne is currently playing a game. Yeah. Okay. Ready? And literally, what are you playing? I'm playing Sparkle 2, uh, which is a game where balls come out of a hole uh, and they're different colours and you have to shoot them with other balls of the same colour to make them disappear and stop them going into another hole. Uh, There's also... Oh, I'm about to finish this level. Yes! Um... There's also some story going on uh, between levels where you have to collect some keys, but you just do that by playing the levels. It sounds like a great story. Um, yeah, the keys are there for a reason, but I can't remember. Okay, um, <laughs> that's important. But I just really like the game. As you can tell, it's just very nice Same to play through it. Yeah. It has a feature, actually, that Steve was moaning about. Does it? What? It has a feature that will... Um, that is absent in Mario and Rabbids, but seems very prominent in how you were playing it. Touchscreen. Touchscreen. Yeah, so I tried playing this uh, with my con- my Joy-Cons at first. No. My Joy-Con-y. joy con joy joy My the plural of Joy-Con is Joy-Con. Joy-c. No, Joy-Con, with your Joy-Con. I was playing with my Joy-Con. Doesn't sound right. Um... And it's really hard, like, aiming and firing and everything. And then I was like, hang on a minute, this has got touchscreen. I bet it's got it for this. It's really easy. Right. Makes it a lot okay, easier. Good. So I have progressed very quickly today, okay. ever since I figured that out. Um, but it's a lot of fun. This is what I was playing on the tube. You know, the uh, levels are nice and short, but they're quite tricky. Figuring out all the, like, power-ups that I can get. It's just fun. It's just This feels just like fun. what a video game should be. Just fun. You're no saying nonsense. video games can only be fun and yes. no nonsense. Yeah. If there no are no time for those walking sims no. with their emotions. No, and I don't want any emotions. No. The only emotion I want is joy. Fun con. touching. I only want touching <laughs> and balls. <laughs> <laughs> We're one life left, everybody. We're shutting down the show now. Yeah. That's it. Uh, uh, seven out of ten. Great. Simon. Really happy. I have been playing two games. Two? I know. What? One with each Joy-Con. I've been playing FIFA 18 on the Nintendo Switch. Now, uh, that's taken a different approach to NBA 2K, which, uh, you know, we'll all recall the journey I've been on with that, which I was impressed with the presentation, didn't particularly understand it, and then realised that you have to spend loads of money on virtual currency and got Mm. a bit annoyed, and it's a bit ropey. They patched it since. It's It's still not. It's still not there. Still get audio slowdown in the uh, oh no sorry it's not audio slowdown uh, the audio's running at the right speed but the visuals aren't so you end up yeah, in, in your in your cut scenes um, so what 
2K wanted to do with NBA 2K was make the Switch version feature complete or uh, exactly the same as the uh, other console versions, although only in 30 frames per second as opposed to 60. Rich, you could hear Rich let, let better let out a scream <laughs> of howl from the Digital Foundry offices. How dare they? Uh, EA have taken the opposite approach. So the version of uh, FIFA 18 on the Switch is a bespoke version. It doesn't have the journey in it, the journey to... I was quite taken with that mode uh, on the PlayStation last year. That's a single-player adventure mode. Um, it's missing uh, a couple of other bits and bobs, but to be honest, I've never really been a FIFA um, pro. So, you know, actually, it's just for occasional games here and there. I just want to see Charlie Austin in di- digital <laughs> form, and I want him in my pocket. And um, so uh, they decided by stripping out the other features, they could make a version that pl- that runs at a constant 60 frames a second. So it's silky smooth. Okay. And uh, it's really, really great. It's a full version of FIFA in your pocket. Um, it remembers you. you, you it goes, oh, hey, um, you've played this game before. You like QPR, don't you, Simon? Yes, I do. Uh, and then they set all that up. And, um, yeah, it's, it's got all the real-world integration that you've come to expect from FIFA these days. And, and it plays a really, really solid game of football. Um, uh, you can also they, uh, you can pop your Joy-Con off. And we could both have a go using one Joy-Con controller each, and Oh, nice. Uh, play anywhere. Um, okay. Yeah, very polished. Uh, highly recommended. 7 out of 10. I've also been playing another sports game. Oh. Golf Story. Which I'm uh, Are you trying to get fit? <laughs> I'm trying to get fit. Um, now, this is a... Um, it's Mario Golf without Mario, essentially. It's a modern take on um, an old sort of 16-bit golf role-playing game. And um been a lot of hype about this on the Nintendo uh, Switch subreddit. Uh, people very excited for it to come. There was a concern initially that it wasn't going to be out in time for the... Because they always said it's coming out in September. And everyone worked out the last Thursday in September was last Thursday. So it's going to have to come out then, then, isn't it? Is this a physical game or a digital, digital game? Digital game. Only digital. Only digital. How much was it? Uh, did I buy it? Did my American friend buy it? He didn't. <laughs> no, actually, I, he was he was back over there. I think it was £13.49. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's great, right? It's everything that you wanted from it. When they first showed the videos at the Nintendo Direct, everyone said, oh, that looks really, really cool and funny. It's made by an Australian company. No one knows much about them. Sort of come from nowhere. And they've done this really accomplished golfing RPG, which is funny and cute and interesting. Um, it's It's not... It's not quite there yet, though. Like, mm-hmm. uh, so this isn't the first time that we've seen this, but it's definitely a game in need of a patch. Had a couple of camera issues, um, a couple of times where the game has flatly refused to move on at sort of key points. I've had to quit back out and load mm. it again. So, um, yeah, it does see that they were more keen to stick to their promise, promise of it coming out in September rather than going. We should we should finish this properly first. Yeah. A um, couple of niggles with controls and some of the views. I mean, it's not it's not really a golf game, but in order in, in order to to make the, the the golf aspect of it a little a little easier, um, they need to uh, tweak some bits here and there. But they've said they've responded to uh, feedback and said that patches incoming. So, yeah, I am enjoying it. It's good fun. Um, but I think like many of these games that we're seeing at the moment, wait for the first patch before you dive in. Mm-hmm. Seven out of ten. Good advice. I also had to uh, quit out of a unfinished game the other what? day, which which uh, left me stuck behind a pipe. That's right. I'm still oh, playing Mario I and Rabbit. Yeah, that's World Four. Yeah, I'm very close Isn't to the it? end. That's World Four. Hmm. Uh, in the pipe maze. Yeah. 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 You sort of go out there, unlock a chest, and then you yeah. can't you can't, can't go get back. back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I am now up to I think forty three things that have annoyed me about it I've okay. written down have you? and I will uh, I'll send in a beautifully handwritten letter yeah. to the developer yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean I still enjoy the combat bits less than I wish I did I don't think it's quite there I don't, I don't think it is as good I see so many problems in it so many things that should be fixed and so many things that you can gloss over by being carried by the enthusiasm of the polish. It's such a nicely finished game, apart from getting stuck behind <laughs> things. Uh, there's so much sort of visual joy in it. Um, and it's a good lesson, I think, um, talking of the teaching, in a way that by 
finishing a game to that extent, you can paper over the cracks that I think are in the game. I think there's a lot of stuff missing from it and a lot of extraneous stuff in there. Anyway, it still gets 7 out of 10. Um, and uh, the other game that I've been playing, I also have had crashing problems with, uh, but they're being addressed by the person who made it, who is Tom Francis. Oh, yeah. <sighs> it's done very well, hasn't it? Hasn't it? Have you seen any blogs about it? It's been a great success. I'm glad it's been a great success. I really, really enjoyed playing it. I did feel for him a bit, actually. I saw this week the, the item that... So we're talking about Heat Signature, yep. and uh, I think we've mentioned on the show the clever thing that he did where there's a ship in the first two weeks. You buy it in the first two weeks, you can find that ship and you can steal the everything gun from it and it'll unlock for the rest of the time if you miss it in the first two weeks you've missed your opportunity which I thought was a great thing to do very very clever thing it actually genuinely did make me go out and play it early and I'm sure that happened for a lot of people but I've seen this week he's patched it so that you get that weapon if you play the game in the first two weeks regardless of whether you capture it or not okay and obviously idiots are livid about that because idiots are livid about any change that gets made to a game. I don't want others to have the oh, thing I, I have. Feel, I feel let down. I feel let down by that because I went out and got it. And honestly, this would probably prevent me from playing the game in the future. <laughs> if I could go back and live my life again, I wouldn't buy it. But as I've bought it already, well... Uh, and I've played it beyond two hours, so I can't, I can't refund, refund it. it. You have really disappointed. That's all I can no. do now is express my disappointment. Ooh. Have you been... Oh, um, I, I haven't noticed any of this. I must be doing other things this week. But yeah. do you spot any names or, names or addresses of people slagging off my Tom Francis? <laughs> you note uh, them down. And I I'll, will do. Yeah, do, and I'll go around and sort them out. Yeah. Um, but away from that, I've been playing the game, uh, and I've really, really been enjoying it. It isn't a game that I can play on my TV, so I've only had to play it while I've been at the office. Uh but, um, yeah, the, aside from the lack of the joypad controls, which is a disappointment to me, I really, really like a lot of the things that it does. I like that basic loop of start a new character, mm-hmm. go in space, get some missions, get some gear, build up to, you know, doing a harder mission, inevitably die and start again. But this time with a bit more knowledge and you're constantly uploading uh, uploading constantly unlocking these story missions mm-hmm. uh, which basically make the lower end of the game easier because it gives you access to kit maybe gives you a bit more money as well I think it's got really really nice tiny core loop and a bigger game loop and yeah it's a little bit rough around the edges sometimes but those things are being addressed by Tom it's constantly there's a nice little log mm. as you log in you can see all the things he's updated and yeah it's, it's been the sort of game that I've wanted to go back to um, you know and thought about away from the game which is is great um, I never played uh, The Swapper was that his no Gunpoint uh, sorry Gunpoint that was his mm. other one have you played Gunpoint I have yes yeah, what, what, you know do you think it's better again oh, it's definitely um, definitely better Gunpoint um, is a game that has um, is, is similar in that it has a number of systems mm-hmm. to it and this is all about sort of hacking buildings and stuff so um, yeah, in his blog where he reflects on the launch of Heat Signature, you know, he admits he was nervous about putting it out because the world has changed since Gunpoint. But um, yeah, I was I was watching it with with interest because he is, you know, he's <laughs> he is right. The world has changed. The problem with um, Steam, it seems to me at the moment, given that <laughs> they've changed the process of getting up there, is that I often look at this. So I follow a, an account on Twitter which is Steam New releases um and it or it's a bot that automatically updates and i i think i could have written that game and yeah. i'm bad at writing games <laughs> like so there's a lot of people there's a, so much stuff yeah. coming out um that actually getting spotted is is really really difficult but uh looks like he's managed it it so, does well really feel like a game maker game and i don't mean that in a negative way i mean that you can sense that it's been made with game as someone who's do you I think I think it's doing some stuff that you don't expect from game maker that sort of whole zooming in and out I'm sure like it's been made by a guy who's incredibly proficient with making game maker with with using game maker but I have it feels like a game maker game and I don't I totally don't mean that in a negative way I guess that's the thing about middleware. I think you can felt you can feel a game made in Unreal as well. I yeah. think to a point you can feel a game made in Unity, even though they are very very flexible. Um, but yeah, it's it's super super interesting, and like you say, it's the systems mm. that make the game. I think seven out of ten. Uh, 
I'm excited. This week, Star Wars Battlefront 2 beta. Oh, really? I'm going to pre-order a digital game. I've never done that before. <laughs> I'm going to pre-order it maybe Ooh. tonight. Ooh. Um, me, Kate and Dexter all watched the trailer this weekend as a family and uh we were all mouths open um yeah just Why? really really what, excited about what the stuff excited that you about could it? do more of everything okay isn't it also narrated like the trailer is narrated john by john boyega yeah it's so That's good. good dexter dexter was watching it and he just went oh my god he said like that. I was like, i'm so excited so i'm gonna buy it digitally because we've got a couple we've got two playstations at home so i can play it on both see oh can you yeah um mm. Uh, the most, the, but the the best thing about the trailer was the small print because I was a little bit concerned. I was like, "That's got to be on a PS4 Pro, isn't it?" Because it looks mm. incredible. Right at the end, it says "Gameplay representative of PlayStation 4." Now, I think they would have had to have said mm. PS4 Pro, wouldn't they? Mm. Legally, legally, legally. You'd think. Should we get our lawyers on it? Please, lawyers. Oh. Yeah, excited. Mm. So the beta starts on Wednesday, I think, or Thursday for those are pre-order. So okay. going in. Good. I know. I'm excited to hear that as your review for the next yep. twelve weeks. Yes. <laughs> Well, it's only a short-term beta, so... Oh, is it? Yeah, but the memories will live on. <gasps> but then it's out in 45 days. <laughs> well, that's good, because you'll have a baby by then, and you won't have anything else to do. Yeah, it's going to be trouble. I've got Skyrim, L.A. Noir, <laughs> Battlefront 2. Are you going you just... into Skyrim again? Yeah, oh, of course I am. It's pre-ordered. That's my physical's pre-ordered. Of course I I've never finished it. Right, okay. Do you think you will this time? Yeah, I do. I do. I finished, okay. I finished all major games on Switch I've started playing. Right, okay. I have, yeah, just because uh, I've got a commute. No, I take, right. I take a slightly slower no, train into work. But you don't... Uh, the other news I've got to you, by the way, oh, yeah. um, was that uh, from Kate, was that um, in Battle Royale, they get a bus there. Right. Okay. Oh, that is it. Just, just clarifying like, an just, earlier story. <laughs> <laughs> they get a bus there. So yeah. Do, Thanks, Kate. Do you think Kate. anyone's made a Battle Royale game where you get a bus? Interesting. Interesting. Huh. Let's we do, do that. Maker. Do that again. Yes, straight away. Right. Good. Oh, we've got another minute. Well, oh, we no. have to wrap up early because of the live show coming in. Time this badly, haven't we? No, we haven't. Okay, good. Uh, thank you all so much for listening. We have been One Life Left and we will continue to be One Life Left after we leave the studio. Is that true? Yeah. It's Even when contracts. we leave here? Yeah, we're still One Life Left. Oh, man. Uh, but until next week, that'll be the next time you get to hear us. Uh, goodbye. Good Bye. 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 <laughs> 